Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. Happy Labor Day. Labor with a U, because we're in Canada. Labor Day weekend. It's not Labor Day yet. Oh, no. Monday is Labor Day, not the 1st of September. Mm -hmm. The first Monday of September is Labor Day, of course. Mm -hmm. I don't have a day job so much right now, (laughs) so I forget what actually is the holiday. What is it? Mm -hmm. Yep. But yes, long weekend. Hooray. Which means we used to do a lazy doctor on on long weekends. So we've done one episode Mm -hmm. so far, potentially. Uh, episode two of Terror of the Ottens. Ottens? <laughs> Are those like robots? <laughs> I'm going to call them Ottens from now on. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. It's your podcast. There's a uh, there's some <laughs> weird vam on the loose cannon version of the Space Pirates. And it's introduced and sort of uh, narrated by um, uh, Donald G, who was in the Space Pirates. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he calls Patrick Troughton, uh, Patrick uh, Trotton or something like that. Like he just, or he just so like, that's always stuck out as famous sounding um, mispronunciations of words that end in an O-N. Well, how do you feel about the Ottens? <laughs> I, 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 I think I liked them in their first appearance. Um, maybe because their eyes were a little more, now they're just sort of like a sheen plastic. Maybe this, you know, this is obviously Auton 2.0, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're all right. What, what, uh, what's your thoughts on, on the Autons and I guess the story is as, as a whole. Oh, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's a little weird because I sort of got used to the whole dynamic of season seven and, you know, now we have this new companion and like in the very her very first story like she is subjected to deep trauma i don't know if deep is the word that the doctor uses but he's talking about how like yeah because she's been hypnotized it's not just that she's been hypnotized and and been forced to do the master's bidding but because she wouldn't want to do that it you know she's she's suffering a deep trauma because of it like oh great let's just victimize our brand new companion right off the bat yep yeah, she uh, she tries to do the bomb thing, and then I guess that's what you do. You just sort of like get into a drama and just stare straight ahead for a little mm-hmm. bit until the doctor shakes you out of it, and then she sort of remembers. Well, maybe. I, I mean, it's, it's, trauma affects different people differently, so I didn't have a problem with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was just it just sort of made me uncomfortable. And yes, I know that Doctor Who companions are put into terrible, perilous situations all the time, and she did that on her own. Mm-hmm. but it still didn't make me happy just because most of the Doctor Who that I've watched lately has been, you know, Liz occasionally got captured, but it wasn't, you know, she was almost never the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we just watched Image of the Fendal yesterday, which has Leela, who is uh, very rarely damseled in any, you know, any way like this. No. Well, although she does, get, she does sort of get her mind taken over from time to time, but. That's true. No, does she? No, I don't think she, I think she actually, in The Invisible Enemy, spoilers for those who haven't seen it yet, actually it re, the swarm, the nucleus rejects her. That's right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just, it was a bit of a uh, a mind shift to come back to this and then suddenly be like, oh, right, that we're doing that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're back to 1971 as opposed to 77. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot has changed in six years. I think this is a good master episode. I quite lo- like watching Roger Delgado just sort of like very like uh, calmly, you know, uh, you know, the human human anatomy has one basic weakness, one which I intend to exploit mm-hmm. and then to aid in the destruction of humanity. I just love the way he delivers that so nonchalant. He's, he's great. And like his his lackey there, young Farrell, is that it? Yes, it's played by Michael Wisher. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, right. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. I couldn't remember why. Uh, but yeah, he's he's pretty um, pretty smoothly hilarious for most of the time. Like, I don't know. It seemed pretty effective to me. Yeah. Uh, except for the point until his dad gets there. And then, like, Captain Daddy issues yeah. is, is back. Like, the master l- looks like he's going to strike his father. And he's like, no. So clearly he's uh, he has some very serious, deep... Mixed feelings, I think, about his father. Also, okay, so his uh-huh. he's in charge of the plant. Yeah. Dad's retired. And dad threatens to come out of retirement and do stuff himself. Like, how do the laws work over there? Is he... Does he still somehow have more power, even though he's retired? Maybe, maybe he still owns it, and his son is just in charge or something. That's, that's what I think. Okay, yeah. okay, I guess that would make sense. But I mean, wow. you can tell by his flashy car that he drives that he's obviously someone who's enjoying <laughs> his retirement. Uh, and then there's the weird troll doll. Why? I don't get it. I don't understand it from an in-story perspective. I don't understand it from an out-of-story perspective. It's just weird. Uh, what just the design of oh, yeah. ugly ugly dolls are a, a common thing over like the actual troll remember the troll dolls with the funky hair and stuff and then gremlins and other things uh, i remember i do remember the troll dolls yeah. i always hated them a lot yeah. um i had friends that collected them so i mean I, I guess but like i don't know that just seems to be a step farther and it's huge in comparison to like the little troll dolls were yeah. like you know smaller than funko pops some of them so i don't know Anyway, that's just the thing about the story that I've never really understood. But it's I mean, I guess it's an effective visual. Well, I I don't think that it was intended for mass marketing. I think it was intended to do it exactly what it did to unless it was like aiming for like school children or something, which is an even more darker turn for this. But <laughs> why not it like if if you're intending to plant it on somebody and yeah. and use it to your advantage, why not make it something cute? Why not make it a baby doll or something that people are going to want to take home? That I think A would have been effective and B would have made like uh, baby dolls uh, even more freaky and creepy than they already are. Okay. So it's more of a like Doctor Who as a show didn't want to make, you know, a generation of little girls oh, scared of oh their no. dollies. Oh, no, they did. Oh. I'm pretty sure they did. This is Robert Holmes that is the most like uh, subversive. Actually, I think um, it might have been debated in Parliament after this or perhaps episode three um, because the they were not happy about having a policeman mm. be a robot in disguise. An Otten. An Otten. An Otten <laughs> and not an Autobot. Um, uh, because, you know, so the, this is supposed to be a trusted, you know, member of society. Kids are should be going, allowed to be going up to police officers and find trust in them, not, oh my God, you're a creepy robot underneath. So I think it was actually like, yeah, debated in Parliament or the House of Lords or mm-hmm. in, in the UK. Um, and so I think, they, I think the BBC got their wrist slapped a little bit because of that. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. But um, but dolls, apparently troll dolls were, were fair game. You could do whatever you want with those. I guess. I mean, I was I wasn't alive at that time. Well, I no, I was not alive at that time, and I was not in the UK. So I don't know. Maybe that doll is not as far fetched as I think, but it just seems very strange. I don't know what what was the what was the mood in early nineteen seventies Britain? I wonder when it came to their childhood toys and dolls. I don't know. No idea. No. What else about this uh, this episode here? And they go to the circus. Yay, Doctor Who goes if we see elephants in captivity. That's a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. 
and clowns. And clown. That's not a thing of the past, I'm afraid. No. Mm-hmm. Clowns. If, there's probably more clowns now at circuses than... Are there even circuses anymore? Because <laughs> the Ringling Brothers hung them up and Barnum and Bailey hung them up because of the animal cruelty and captivity. Mm-hmm. So is it just clowns now? Is it just clowns <laughs> traveling around the country? Because God, why? why? Traveling clown show. I don't know. In one car. I mean, it does save on traffic. You just like, do you have to rent like a fleet of trucks? No, we got the one car. We're fine. Fly your, fly your room. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, that's true. I did. I, I I appreciate that in Joe's very first story, we get a, a great example of her, her thing. You know, everybody tells her, stay put, do what you need to do. You know, Mike, Mike Gates tells her she's acting like a child, which I have to say, sometimes maybe she is later on right here in this part of this episode she was not she was frustrated and rightly so she was not like wailing or gnashing her teeth or anything Mm. like that she was just she was just justifiably upset and not even visibly so she was like too much she was just angry and frustrated and she was showing it and probably because she's a woman in the 19 early 1970s she was not allowed to show that she shouldn't show that she's angry so he tells her she's acting like a child whereas if it was a man who had gone through the same thing that she went through and was po'd about it uh i feel like mikey Yates would have been fine with that so screw you mikey Yates. i i don't think a a male would have allowed himself to be as hysterical as all that british mm -hmm. stiff upper lip and all that well, if he was, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, I still feel like if he had, if a man had been angry, mm-hmm. uh, it, nobody would have told him he was acting like a child. That's what I'm saying. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, so then he tells her that she should just do what the Brigadier says and stay put. And mm-hmm. she just like, on an instant, like, it's a great performance from Katie Manning, yeah. just changing a bright smile. Okay. And then you know that's she's totally going to turn around and do the exact opposite which she does and she's right she it is to the doctor's benefit that she does that because she manages to sneak in and help him escape and help him steal the piece of the master stardust and yeah they do eventually get caught but who knows what happened to him um you know maybe the master would have come through with his plan to destroy him at the circus if it wasn't for joe i don't i hmm, i wonder if the master would have actually like uh, you know had phillips blow him up just feels so impersonal you know Mm -hmm. it's like he almost expected the plan to fail well it sounds like he expected the bomb to fail that he sent back with uh with joe so he probably also expected this one to fail like he he just knows the doctor will get out of those type of Mm -hmm. of things that's that that seems pretty uh believable yeah you know like you said about the bomb it's his calling card Mm. you know that sort of thing just to keep him keep him on his toes before he strikes home like the cat that the master is mm-hmm. playing with the doctor that is the tinfoil ball being kicked <laughs> across the f- kitchen floor yep basically mm-hmm. um a lot of uh color separation overlay mm-hmm. aka green screen in this episode i don't know if you notice it there's the inside of a car the uh, the phone booth when joe's making a yeah. phone call for some reason yeah well because you know why build a whole set for just like a quick cutaway shot when you could just put green screen in front of behind it and uh or cso i'm gonna call green screen cso henceforth if i can remember it too sure like in the current day um <laughs> yeah barry letts loved his cso it's quite something to think about how like it was in its infancy like the year before more or less and now barry letts is like using it for backgrounds of everything like you know digital sets essentially mm-hmm. in 1971 it's kind of forward. I mean, no, it doesn't quite look the best, but still, he was experimenting with te- mm-hmm. technology, and uh, that's what a lot of stuff is shot on 
nowadays, mm-hmm. and he was doing it way back in 1970. And it doesn't look that bad. Like no. it's 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 kind of obvious when it happens, but it I was expecting it to look worse because I knew that there was a lot of it in this story, especially uh-huh. with the troll and stuff. And it was uh, it was not as egregious as I as I expected. Honestly, the one the one that honestly the one that made me just sort of like a what was Joe making the phone call? It was just, but, but why? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one that I found bothersome. The rest of it was like, okay, that's fine. Like whenever they're, what should be outside, mm-hmm. it should be, come on, uh-huh. put that on 16 millimeter film, film at least, but mm-hmm. but they don't there. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, have it be a phone booth that's right next to a building or something mm-hmm. like that. It, was just, it just seemed strange. It was jarring, that's all. It was a bit jarring, mm-hmm. but it was a quick shot. And I imagine... You know, most most of these CSO shots are, are quick shots. So, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Uh, anything else? Anything else with this episode you want to talk about? <laughs> nope, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, well, maybe we'll get to episodes three and four uh, later tonight, potentially. Uh, I hate it when you say something like that, because then if we don't, people will be all disappointed, possibly. It's a holiday. We have to. Well, we don't have to, but it's only two episodes. It's not like it's rare that we have a four part story. Just think of how few four part stories we had in the Troughton era and indeed so far in the Pertwee era. So it's kind of nice to think, wow, we only have we're halfway through a story by watching two episodes. That's true. That is very too, true. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know what we should say? What's that? Which is not about this particular story. Oh, yes. uh, uh, thank you to listener Stephen in Texas for um, for creating a delightful spreadsheet. For Samuel. Us. Samuel. Oh, Samuel. What did I say? Stephen. I'm Stephen. You're Steve- oh, you're confusing me by sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try and not sit right next to you next time, I guess. Yeah. So it's uh, listener, listener Sam in Texas. That's what it is. Um, who, uh, yeah, created a spreadsheet for Lazy Doctor Who, and it is amazing. I will put it in. I'll put a link in the show notes to this episode of, of Lazy Doctor Who. Even though we don't usually do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, yeah, it has all of our episodes listed. How many Doctor Who stories we talked about? Yeah. The length of our episode. Um, the whether it's classic or new series. Uh, what season it came from? The production code is in there naturally yep and uh my favorite column of all of them is um the days since last episode column (laughs) yeah so there there have been some gaps but there have been also some not like some other ones like look at that we did a whole bunch of uh ones at christmas one year uh there's one i think earlier this year i think we had like a a big massive gap because of our vacation and stuff um oh look at that though that's a bad stretch we went like 76 episodes days and doing one episode basically um and that i think how many days has it been since our our last one i don't know a couple days so maybe a little bit more but yeah that's just wonderful work but then sometimes you have like three zeros which means we had like three episodes in a day so you know you can see the 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 peaks and valleys so to speak oh it's wonderful and that's very much the kind of thing that we would not do ourselves because we are lazy and this is like I feel like I'm totally repeating myself because I am because I recorded Verity earlier today and that's my happy thing for this week. But that won't come out until Saturday or Saturday. That won't come out until Wednesday. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. So thank you so much to uh, to listener Sam for doing that. And because we're a lazy podcast, uh, if this spreadsheet is not like kept strictly up to date as we put episodes yeah. out, we're okay with that. That's true. I I, I never even realized when we started this. Apparently, we started this podcast on April twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. <laughs> Really? Or over four years we've been doing this. What? How's that possible? I, well, when I think about it, like we're only on season eight and we've been doing this podcast for four years. I mean, lazy is 
lazy, but mm-hmm. at this rate. Yeah, but there were a lot that's of true. episodes in seasons one and two and three and four and five and six. Yeah, it's true. 253 episodes of Doctor Who mm-hmm. in that. And we did uh, series one of of uh, New Who, Modern Who, because you were doing it for Verity at the time. So we thought, what the hell, let's cut in. And even that's represented on this list too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, strong work. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.